Welcome to Analyzing Television, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at different news and topics in the world of television. I'm your host Matthew and joining me today my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, So this is uh, definitely not your first Entertainment Talk podcast but it is your first um, appearance on analyzing television. Um, yes. So yeah, that's cool. Another one to add to your uh, to, to your your catalogue, I suppose. Very English. So, yes. 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 Uh, so that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we'll call this one the the Netflix uh, situation. Because um, yes. I was thinking, because I I hadn't actually I I discussed with you what like, yesterday when we we're going to do this episode and what it's going to be about. But in terms of the actual name, which obviously we need to put in the title. I think we'll just call it the Netflix situation is 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 the best uh, phrase. Um, it's interesting because about uh, I don't know six eight months ago, something like that, um, like second half of last year, I did a podcast called uh, the Netflix Strategy, which was that was more talking about how they do and don't advertise their shows, which is obviously going to be a big theme that we'll talk about uh, here, which is. Part, definitely part of their problem, but it's not a part. It's not a problem for all of their shows. It's just a problem for too many of their shows, I suppose. Um, but we've both got bits of information that we're going to go through. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll go through all of that, and then we'll just discuss kind of you know what happened with the shares and everything. I've got a list of shows that they added, and so not actual list of shows, number of shows. I can't go through the list of shows because I will be yes. will, will be here all day. Here all day. But yes. uh, j- just a number of different things in different categories they added. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the UK version of Netflix. I just thought it would be easier, and we're both from the UK, so uh, the US version's probably got more stuff and different stuff as well. You know, licenses are different. Um, so David, I get you to go through what you've got first, and then I'll go through what I've got, and then we'll kind of discuss it because I think everybody's got an overall picture as to what Netflix is doing wrong, but um, everybody's probably got their own view on it. So um, they had a problem with their uh, uh, stock and, and things like that. So what what information do you have about that? Yeah, so they did an investor call earlier this week, which is when they. Um, basically talk to people that are investing and talk to the press and say hey this is how things are going at the company uh they revealed that they had lost more than two hundred thousand subscribers in the first three months of this year and that they expect to lose another two million by i think the end of the year so uh that caused a slight panic in the investors and uh, as you would expect because it's the first time netflix has really lost huge numbers of people uh, so in one day, they lost 54 billion off their share value. And this is actually the second time this has happened. I think they lost about 50 billion off their share value in January as well, when a similar thing happened. So um, the, the, they, they sort of started making noises, I think, in January about the fact that the, you know, the numbers weren't as good as they hoped. So that created it in January. And then this, again, they lost another like 54 billion off their share value so that's a lot of money to lose not only in one day but over the course of like since the start of the year um so yeah that that's basically the situation with the stocks uh stocks i i have just looked at the stock price at the moment and it's it's certainly not bounced back i mean it's got up a little bit but um over the course of sort of six months it really hasn't um you know it, it proved uh i'm just looking at the six month title it did nothing but gone down there is sort of a big drop around january 24th and then there's an equally big drop 
now. So it's gone from being um, nearly 700 US dollars about six months ago to being, well, today, 190 US dollars. The stock price is worth. So that's a lot to lose off your stock price. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awful lot. So, um, yeah, just one kind of because I don't really know all that type of stuff about like stocks and everything. But the one comment I'd probably make about that is that that is a lot of subscribers to lose definitely the interesting thing with netflix though they've got because i've seen some charts like every few months i see charts floating around about like how many subscribers all of the streamers have got so like hulu hbo max and you know everybody Mm. else and netflix has continued to be at the top mainly because i mean they were one of the first ones unless you include like the old version of amazon which was love film and stuff but netflix is obviously like one of the older ones in the game so they've been around the longest time to you know have more time to gain their subscribers as opposed to somebody like disney or apple who've only been around for what two three years they, they actually got released at about the same point um yeah. who are both doing pretty well and everything um you've got like your, your peacocks and your uh uh, what's it called paramount plus that are, are kind of also a bit new as well that are sort of at that, that at that lower numbers but yeah it's interesting that because i, I mean it so the, the subscribers number loss is that a reason to panic yes and no because yes it is because it is a lot of numbers but you still have so many left because yeah. You, yeah they still have like 200 million subscribers i think and I mean, you yeah. take you take off two hundred. Would you say two hundred thousand from two hundred million? That's like nothing. But then you look at you know two hundred thousand subscribers. That is a lot of you know people. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, um, in the UK, just to give you some idea of the sort of breakdown, uh, the UK, the three biggest subscribers are Netflix, Amazon, um, and uh, Disney Plus by quite a margin i mean netflix is is still the largest or certainly was in the first quarter it had about 30 percent of the market uh prime video has about 27 percent and disney has about 18 percent which i mean given disney is relatively new compared to all the others that's incredibly impressive how big they've grown it's not unsurprising but you know it's still impressive now tv's at about nine percent apple's at about six percent um and then the others sort of make up the remaining um ten percent basically uh that you're not including sky of course in that because that's technically not a streaming service. Um, I mean, they've got, you've got people. Yeah. Like sky sky go is only actually about 3% of the market, but that's not including actual sky um, rather than, uh, you know, just sky go. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cause now TV is, is technically the same thing, but a cheaper version, but it is a different actual subscription. Yeah. And it is an actual streaming service, whereas sky isn't a streaming service. It's a a cable. so yeah yeah yeah, you obviously include like um is sky glass actually out now uh yes sky glass is out although that i mean yes technically it is streaming because it comes through the internet but it's it's a different way of delivering a sort of cable satellite Mm -hmm. especially smart tv type of thing so yeah smart tv so it would fall under the normal sky bracket rather than a dedicated streaming service which is what now is marketed as mm-hmm. yeah so. so um but yeah they lost those numbers um obviously the the stock number thing the, the 50 something billion that's obviously massive um yes but it's it's like i can only think of a metaphor that relates to football 
um, that that I could compare this to. This is sort of because Netflix. This is sort of Netflix getting. They've gotten too comfortable, I think. Yes. And this is like if you've got Barcelona playing um, Cardiff or something, which would never really happen. But um, if you've got like, you know, two teams, or let's say, what's a better example? May United against Scunthorpe or something, right? Some sort of League One, League Two team. They're playing them in the Carabao Cup. And May United have put out all their youth players, which would actually be a good idea at this point. But they uh, they put out all their youth players or something. They're winning 2-0. And it's like, let's say the 70th, 80th minute is still about 10 or 20 minutes left. And the team just starts kind of mucking about a bit. And then the other team realizes, hey, we can kind of catch them a bit here. I think that's yeah. kind of what's happened with, with, with Netflix is they've gotten so far ahead with their numbers um, that they've kind of thought like, oh, we can put on these like random shows and not tell anybody about them and just kind of put all this random content out there so yeah uh i, I think that's kind of what's ended up happening um good transition from that might be to talk about the the shows now i'm not going to mention spe- we'll mention like certain names of shows i'm not going to read out the whole list of shows because again we'll be here all day yeah. um but i went onto a netflix uk version of, web- of a website i think it was called what's on netflix.com because the actual yes. netflix website wouldn't tell you this type of information it's basically a website that can tell you like what's coming up on Netflix and that sort of thing because the service itself doesn't actually really do that. So, uh, yeah. Um, so in the month of April, and this is quite a good timing to do this because we're at the at the end of April now. So for the UK version, they added nine um, new and returning shows in April for 2022, which actually is less than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were because you, I, I hear now and then from like you know random you know like YouTube video comment sections and you know places around the internet that like oh Netflix has added twenty two shows this week or something and you know how kind of wild that is. Yeah. Um. Obviously, some of those are licensed, you know, third party shows that they have managed to add or whatever, which will be will get be going through as well. But in terms of originals, I mean, nine is still it's a fairly big amount. Um. But that's that's the original shows, so not films, just TV shows. Um, so that included returning shows as well, so like the Ozark season, uh, Russian Doll, you know, things like that that have come back. And that um, is it called Heartstopper, that LGBTQ yes. show that I've not got around to yet, but that was added. Um, and then again, sticking with originals, they added seven new uh, movies or films, uh, documentaries and specials. So they are all lumped together in one big um uh counter sort of thing so that was like um the Barack Obama thing he's he's doing this um yeah. nature thing that he's he's doing um there was a stand up comedy special i'm not sure who it was from but that was on there as well and then the rest were just kind of films and stuff so that's that's all those lumped together and then there was uh, three new kids shows added which is a little bit low but um the, the kids side of netflix is actually kind of in a different category uh, in a different there's like the kids profile you you sometimes see on there um six other foreign language and uh series and specials so this is from like there was all types of different um countries listed so it said uh i think one was spanish um some like korean stuff you know that 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 sort of thing so there that and this is where the big number comes in so all of that combined with all of the other third party content they didn't quite make it to 100, but they haven't. They, they added 99 things this month. Yeah. Okay. I, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just looking up um, the. There's a new this week um, article which I think went up yesterday. Um, 
there are 42 new movies and TV shows. Uh, so out of those, 19 of them are movies and the rest are TV shows. And they're a mix of drama and documentaries and reality and stand-up and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Is that including so, third party? Uh, that's not including... I don't think that's including third party stuff in there as well. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, there's so like 42 different new bits of content in one week some of them obviously i knew about like ozark comes back um there's you know a few other sort of netflix originals in there as well there's some you know uh, yes it is including third-party content because there's a thing called ultimate force in there which isn't theirs um right that makes sense you know uh, so yeah yeah so so uh grace and frankie is in there uh you know so there's there's you know but if you yeah. if you're saying that they're they're adding 40 50 things a week you know that's like 200 o- bits of average, content yeah. on average you know if you're looking at that that's like you know anywhere between 150 200 new bits of content that gets added every month now bearing in mind they are cancelling things all the time as well mm-hmm. but that churn is a ridiculous amount of content going through there and they don't advertise it. You know, that's that's the biggest problem, is I couldn't tell you half of the things that are landing on there, and I work in this industry, this is what I do for a living. Yeah, you, know, you get sent, I mean, like, press dates for things and, you know, that type yeah. of stuff, so that uh, you can put your air dates out and you can tell people about when shows are coming out. Yeah, and I mean, this is what I do, and there's <laughs> there are so much stuff that comes through that that it gets you know you you have to be picky you have to curate it, it to a certain extent so we pick out like i tend not to cover reality stuff because you know it's rubbish generally and it, yeah. I, I have no interest <laughs> in me so we focus more on sort of drama and comedy uh when it comes to putting dates on the site so but even then you know there are are lots of like much smaller shows that come up i mean things like squid game on the surface when that first is released isn't something that you necessarily look at straight away but somebody finds it it starts to get traction and then like that becomes a big thing but that's not through netflix's advertising (laughs) you know it's um i I mean the advertising strategy for netflix just seems non-existent at this point Mm -hmm. unless you are stranger things you know, um, yeah, because it, like what it's like what I discussed in that previous episode, and I'll give you the shorter version of what I said there. Essentially, what they try to do each month is like, okay, let's pick out our highlight shows. So this month it would have been what Russian Doll and Ozark, right? Those are their two big shows. Let's promote those like loads of times because those are our big shows. And then what we want you to do as a viewer is go and watch that show. Um, where if you're not interested in the show, then that's a different problem for them to handle. But we're going to advertise you that show, try to get you to, to let you know, first of all, that the show is back and remind you that the show is back. Because, again, we add so much stuff that it gets lost. And then when you're while you're on Netflix, you've binged that season or whatever you're going to do. Hey, what can I watch next? And then you're on the platform and they want you to stay on there. But the problem is, is inst- as opposed, instead of telling you 
okay, here are these other things. It's just, oh, here's, you know, our platform. You're still on our platform because you just finished one of our shows. Now go and just pick from something. And unless it's the same, because obviously you don't really have Stranger Things and Ozark in the same month. Maybe you then know about Russian Doll. You then go and watch that show or something like that. But it's it's about just kind of getting you on there and then relying on you to kind of just see if you press play on something else. It's it, it's it's a strange... I, I don't really... I don't think there's any other streamers that really kind of do that necessarily. But they're not they're not many of the other streamers have as many as much content as as the other ones. Um, I, I give you a couple. Of, I, I want to give you two different examples of something actually. So, um, a couple of days ago, I think it was yeah, a couple of days ago, um, I got an email from Netflix, and I, I do actually get um, sometimes month. Sometimes I do get it. Sometimes I don't. Like a monthly email at the end of the month saying, "Hey, here's what's coming up next month." And usually they show me about four things. And I'm like, okay, I know you've got loads more than that. Why aren't you showing me? You know, if you're going to bother to send me an email, which is good that you're sending me an email. I don't know how I actually got that set up, but it's just what ended up kind of happening. Um, And then they show me about four things. Now, that's their four kind of highlights. And sometimes if it's a show, um, because like Kingdom with its film last year, I had no idea if Kingdom was coming back. That's the Korean zombie show that I really enjoyed. And it said Kingdom, Ashen of the North. I was like, oh, well, Kingdom's c- coming back. I didn't know if it was or wasn't or if it was renewed or what the situation was. And I found that out through their email. But there was no, there was zero advertisement for it being back. Um, and again, they failed to advertise that. But one of the reasons, because it, it came up at sort of the top in this sort of, here's what we recommend you to watch. Which makes sense because the, on the account it would have known that I would have watched both seasons of, of Kingdom previously. And like here's the next season. So I got an email. As I said a couple of days ago. With here's what's coming out in May. And it had one thing on there. And it's <laughs> like okay. You've definitely got more than one piece of content. Coming out in May. And it was for uh, Working Mum season. I think the next one is six. And I've watched the previous seasons of that. So that's probably why they were telling me that. And I knew that the, sh- the show was going to come back at some point. I'd seen that it come back in the US. They usually add the box after. So it's kind of. That was kind of normal, but it's like, okay, why are you emailing me about one show when you've definitely got more than that coming out in in May? It's the so, just just to interject that. I mean, from the um, from purely the the sort of press side of things, the way that Netflix handles stuff isn't great either. Because you you're talking from the about you know that you get sent, yeah, yeah, from the information that I get sent. Like for example, with Disney. We I, every month I literally get a list of here is everything that's coming to Disney Plus, uh-huh. and occasionally they will add more things in throughout the month because you know deals get sorted out late and uh, mm-hmm. you know so sometimes they'll drop like there's a couple of shows that have dropped in as a sort of surprises this month that we didn't know we were going to get and weren't on the original list but generally there is literally a document that we get every month um i'm saying we get from amazon and some other places that and and sky you will get lists of of here is everything that's coming in that month and uh dates for when they're landing and you know that's everything and with netflix you don't get that You, you even from the press office you get like random sort of here's a couple of shows that are coming this month and here's some things that we've you know got coming up but we haven't got dates for um which you've already which you know in most cases we've already written about 
because um, you know we had individual press releases for those individual shows when they were announced. So it's like here's a bunch of things we've got coming up, which are things like you know, say Sandman would be on that list, for example, which uh-huh. we know is coming, but they haven't announced a date for yet. But it's still on that like list of you know shows we've got coming up, and it's like well, you don't really need to email me that every single month until it <laughs> it's out, you know what I could do with is a list every month of these are all the things that are coming and getting dropped on. I mean, I know it would be a huge document probably because we've just said they dropped like 50 shows, a, you know, and, uh, but, but you could send me a word document or something or a PDF that's got like, you know, here are the 50 shows that are coming out in the next, you know, every week for the next four weeks. Um, because that's what I get from, the other streaming services and it's quite useful because i mean every month i will go on and put a sort of you know an article up that says hey this is everything coming to disney plus in in the next month and that's really useful and they're one of the most engaging posts on the site when i put that up because people want to know everything that's coming up in the next sort of month mm-hmm. yeah. um so they- the way yeah, are they the only company that kind of operates like that um some of them i mean we don't get lists off at all but i know that there are places there are websites that will go and i mean netflix do have a website but it's not very well updated um quite often news will come out and i'll go on to check whether the article is on their press site and it isn't yeah <laughs> You know, so, yeah, because I may want to go and find a, a, a photograph or, or something because they've announced the air date for a TV show on social media, but then they've not updated the press light to go along with it. So I'm then scrabbling around for like an image or a description of the show because they, what they'll do is they'll also announce things on social media as uh, with like, you know, a, a graphic and this show returning this date with no other information or this this new show landing this date with no other additional information about what the show is and then i have to go on the press site and find out like more information about the show and sometimes you can't find the show in their database so it's not always updated very well it's mm-hmm. you know they're just very bad at managing that pr side of things yeah yeah that sounds a bit sounds a bit messy um yes definitely Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film. And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month. You can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. It's, it's interesting we both got all, all different ways that we've experienced that. I get that through like their random monthly emails and obviously you get press dates and stuff. The other example I was going to give, and this happened, this has happened way more than once. This has happened on multiple occasions, but a recent example. So there was a film I reviewed, uh, was it last month? This month or last month? Recently. Uh, it's called it was called Windfall. It's got uh, Lily Collins, who's also in that Emily in Paris show, which makes sense, I guess, that she'd do another Netflix film. That's got renewed for like a third and a fourth season. Uh, you have got Jesse Plemons in this film, um, who's obviously you know Breaking Bad. He was in Jungle Cruise. Has been in a bunch of uh, great stuff, and uh, I still can't remember his name for some reason. But Marshall from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh I I yes, can't, I can't remember the actor's uh... name for some reason. Um, but Jason, I, somebody, yes. Oh yeah, Jason Sudeikis or whatever. Um, no, no, not Sudeikis. It's another one. Um, yeah. Oh, that's the, no, that's the uh, Ted Lasso guy in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is doing a show. The the uh, uh, he's he, he has got a show coming up um, with with um, Jason Siegel. That's Siegel, the guy. That's name. it. Right. Yes, they they uh, have they are doing a sh- him and J- Jason Siegel and and the Ted Lasso guys are actually doing a show on Apple together. But uh, yes. Anyway, oh, carry right. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I open Netflix as you do, and um, you know when you you obviously open it, you click on your profile, whatever, and it has like their banner show. You can scroll past that, then you have your list, continue watching, and all the rest of their millions of pieces of content. And um, open that, and then usually I take at least a glance at what the thing is that they're trying to you know push at the front. Just to just to see what it is, and it's hard to avoid anyway. So you just you might as well end up reading it. And I saw the picture of the three of them. And I'm like, okay, I've seen these these people, these three people in some stuff. What what is it? You know, it kind of it caught my eye because I like all, all three of these people. And then I read the description. I was like, okay, that sounds kind of interesting. Do you have a trailer so I can see a bit more of it? What's the trailer? And I was like, okay, I'm really interested in this. And then I thought, okay, so this film is now out. I can obviously click play right now and watch it. But I didn't know that this film was being made. I didn't know the name of it. I didn't know that these three cast members were in it. It just popped up, and you know, you, you could argue about you know between the three of those people, which ones you know more popular and who who should advertise a thing for whatever. But you got three pretty big names there, and although the film itself you know might not fit every single type of audience in that, uh, I I really really enjoyed it, but. You at least think, okay, if you've got three big names like that that have been in, you know, How I Met Your Mother and, like, Breaking Bad, <laughs> yeah. that you should, like, yeah, where was the information for that? And it just popped up out of nowhere. And I, I suppose if I'd have ignored the, uh, I mean, I may have found it later, if I'd have ignored the little banner thing and scrolled past it, I probably wouldn't have watched it until that much later. So, and, and that that's happened loads and loads of times before. Um, I, I remember there was a, this was a few years ago. I remember when um, Designated Survivor was coming out on, was it ABC? The, the American? That was where it came out from America, wasn't it? De- mm-hmm. Designated Survivor. 
And because it was like, you know, Kiefer Sutherland and I really love 24. And I remember you said to me at the time, like, hey, nobody's kind of picked this up for the U- for the UK yet. And then it aired on the Thursday. And then I think on like the Friday morning, you messaged me and it was like, oh, it's just on Netflix. It just it just popped up on there. Um, And that was another that's another instance where it's sort of they haven't said really anything. Um, And I don't remember. I think you said that you hadn't received like any press information for it or anything. It had just popped up. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, it's, it's just more examples where, okay, if you are like an Ozark or definitely if you're a stranger things, you're going to get the hell promoted out of you. Um, but yeah, it just, did you have, do you have any examples of where that's kind of like when you've gone on to Netflix and seen like, oh, this thing's got these people in it and that's interesting and why haven't they talked about it as has that happened to you many times before? Um, th- there have been a couple of occasions where I've I've stumbled across something of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But um, the amount of times where I've been on the podcast with either you or Bex and, you know, there's a show where Netflix has cancelled something and you've looked at it, we've looked at it and gone, oh, well, that sounds interesting. I'm not going to watch it now because it's been cancelled, but I didn't even know it was there. You know, yeah, um, yeah, and the amount of times that has has happened. Um, and the other thing they do is they tend to have clusters of things that are all in a similar kind of genre. You know, there is a, and there's an awful lot of them. You know, there's like your sort of witchy, like teen dramery shows, and they did a whole bunch of them, and they'll do a cluster of like five shows, and then it sort of becomes a bit of a battle royale of only the strongest will survive. And that seems like a bit of a weird strategy as well, because you know they went through a period of of there was what, four or five shows which were all very much sort of you know teen leads um, based around sort of witches or monsters or you know different sort of shows, different like you know stories and whatever but they all had a similar vibe to them and there was about four or five that they introduced within like a month of each other and then of course cancelled i think like all four of the you know four of them and left one you know so you have a few instances of things like that as well where they you which we've talked about before of their strategy being kind of make a bunch of middle shows throw them all at the wall and see which one sticks and you compare that to the strategy of somebody like apple which is like no we have confidence in this show we're going to make it and it's going to be brilliant Mm. you know and apple and prime as well both will renew things before their numbers have come in you know it's like no this is a good show we are going to make this you know because it we think it's we have confidence in it you know um and we there have been a number of instances where they've they've kind of made the first season and then as part of that have announced that there is a second season either before it's even gone out i mean particularly prime does that quite a lot i mean jack ryan was one show that they they made the first season showed it internally they went this is great let's order another one before they'd even Mm -hmm. like put it out and that helps build the hype for it because you're like, well, if they think it's that good, you know, then that's got to be a good sign that it's something worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's interesting with Netflix because 
they do still have those appointment viewing shows because you still will have like when what month is it going to be May when Stranger Things comes back I can't remember the date of it now when they've got those two parts when May when that comes around that's going to be the talking point alongside I think like Obi-Wan starts at the same time and and those sorts of shows obviously June is a really weirdly busy month as well but um, it's like when Stranger Things comes around, that's going to be the appointment viewing for people, and people are going to debate, debate as to like whether it's overrated, underrated, masterpiece, best thing they've ever seen, worst thing they've ever seen, you know. But people are going to be talking about it. People are going to be tweeting, you know, about it and making it trend and all that kind of stuff. That will happen for a couple of weeks, or maybe at most a month or something, and then it will stop. But it's like you said with, and I don't just want to pick out Apple, you've got like Disney and you've got uh, Amazon and certainly like HBO and, and those lot that still do your appointment viewing. But what they're all doing or what most of those are doing that Netflix isn't is instead of instead of saying, because there's been a few reports in the last couple of years of like, we're going to throw like 20 billion or 17 billion or this and that into our budget for this year. Okay, it's great that you're 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 certainly not like cheapening out on how much money you're putting in it's the way that you're spending it mm-hmm. and instead of putting that let's say it's 20 billion for a year or something just for, just for example instead of saying okay how can we use because that's a lot of money <laughs> um how can we use that 20 billion and make as many appointment viewing showings of as we've got instead of just let's make 50 shows this you know for, for mm-hmm. each month and put like less money into it. it's spreading the budget around too much as opposed to um because even as much even as old as something like hbo is obviously got a bit of a, a bit different now with hbo max they still come out with their like um you know they've just come back with barry that's going to be a kind of a short-ish but really you know prestige tv show and they've come out with the uh is it we own this city i think the david simon yes. things like he's back again the, these you don't have i mean you might have like some of your old like Warner Brothers you know films and stuff added to HBO but in terms of their TV stuff HBO doesn't throw like 40 shows a month at you they throw mm-hmm. like hey here's like Barry and Euphoria maybe a couple of things but then what, what they'll do is like okay let's have Peacemaker and Euphoria running at the same time so we've got like two things people are talking about which is also good because you've got two completely different genres and then once those are finished we'll kind of like okay step away from those let those either you know come back or not come back whatever whatever we're going to do i think both those shows are renewed anyway and then hey let's have like two other things come in and netflix is kind of the only one that isn't really doing that and you've got a few of the other ones that are newer so you've got like your paramount plus to have okay let's rotate our star trek shows right so you'd have like picard and then strange new worlds and then discovery how it so you keep your star trek audience around then you kind of throw like a halo in the mix but again you don't have 40 shows thrown at you every month apple is kind mm-hmm. of doing the same thing i've just noticed what apple's just done actually because they had all those s shows you know uh servant severance, severance sufficient. They, yes. they're all coming out on fridays okay three is a little bit more than some of the other ones but they were still all very good shows they all came out they run their eight ten weeks nine weeks whatever they finished now you've got like shining girls that's just started raw's just come out and you're able to rotate their shows. The major difference, and this is where some of the debaters like, should Netflix switch to weekly? The interesting part there is where you have Netflix that will give you... Because even if Netflix gave you 
three shows a month, which is kind of what I've just mentioned these other network pl- platforms are doing. <laughs> if you uh, say like, hey, on April 10th, we'll give you three shows, but we're going to give you all the episodes in one go. You can go and watch all them things, binge them, and then you don't have your audience talking about them for eight to ten weeks. Yes. And if it's more of like a theory-driven show, so something like a Severance or a Servant that's got like weird stuff going on, you don't have your audience trying to figure that out each week. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like, let's say with, because uh, I haven't seen the second season of Russian Doll, but I'm guessing it's kind of weird and got a bit of mystery to it, such as the first season. Again, that, you don't have Russian Doll going out for eight ten weeks and people saying like hey what happened to the character this time and i saw yeah. this thing and it means that you just watch it in one weekend you get all of your answers for, for the season whether it's got cliffhanger or not whatever um but again as well as russian doll they're giving you like 30 other shows and it's just it's not concentrating things enough mm-hmm. um so uh, you know we, we've sat here for you know half an hour now speaking about what they're doing what they're what they're because it's not like Netflix just puts out bad TV. They've still got, you know, Ozark and Stranger Things and Russian Doll and all these other shows that are pretty good. Uh, Ozark and all those other kind of stuff. Um, what you've got to start doing is just stop making so much TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's the weird thing is is the sort of less is more um, strategy. Yeah, is which is what I'm trying to point what, out there. Yeah. yeah, is what they kind of should be going for. I, and yeah, the, the binge versus weekly thing has been a debate which has been around for a while now and i much prefer the weekly format um just because well i mean it's difficult because sometimes i there are shows which i have access to the sort of um the bingeable options and sometimes i will go and binge through the entire thing sometimes i will just go and watch things weekly but i much prefer having stuff go out weekly because like you say they do you go online and there is discussion about it you know and if it's been released globally there can be this global discussion about like you know particularly if it's a uh, a drama that's got like twists and turns and there are theories and you know so you get that discussion online for a much longer period of time mm-hmm. i mean i'm just looking on the site at sort of upcoming netflix shows and uh, i mean april particularly it's got like four shows that are ending that they're up there. And one of them is Better Call Saul, which to be fair, isn't their show, but uh, Ozark, Grace and Frankly, both in their final seasons. They're both out this month. Um, Russian Doll had its second season. I'd be somewhat surprised if they renewed that for a third. Um, Pacific Rim, which they canceled after two seasons. So that's, that's got a final season. Uh, and then later on, they've got uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous in July, which is also on its final season. I mean, you've got things like Umbre- Umbrella Academy coming. Um, they've got that Resident Evil series coming. They've got um, the, this uh, new version of Borgian, the um, Danish political drama, right, which they yeah. got that. Stranger Things, of course, coming in 27th of May. Um, they've got that Lincoln Lawyer series coming up. So they have got some new things coming on as well as returning shows. But, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, the big hit that they've got now, which is Heartstopper, which is getting a lot of people talking about it. Um, even though it's gone out as a box set, there are people coming to it and finding it. You get that for the first season. 
but the problem tends to arrive i think with the second seasons you know because people find the new show i think that's the other thing is people find a new show and it gets a buzz around it for that first season because they find the show they binge all of it and they go oh that was brilliant i really loved it it was great you've got to go and watch this the problem is when the second season comes around that buzz is harder to generate because people have seen that first season mm-hmm. so and if you notice there is a lot of an awful lot of netflix shows that have a really buzzy first season and then die in their second season and i i do wonder if there maybe there's something you could do in terms of um dropping the first season as a whole but then putting the second season out weekly that actually might work better as a strategy mm-hmm. for them because yeah. it helps lengthen out the buzz for the second season you know Mm-hmm. It's interesting you mentioned that actually because um, one of the shows which I've got a particular way of covering is The Witcher. So I've seen a Netflix show mm-hmm. and I had this wild idea that ended up somehow working both times which is where I would take, I would clear the day. Um, obviously that's a bit more difficult now because I, I have you know different job and stuff. Um, I happened to have the, fri- the, the Friday that those episodes came out last year we happened to just finish on that Thursday. It was just a coincidence that helped me because if I had to go to work on that day, I wouldn't have got the, the second season covered. But um, on, on, with with the first season, and I did two episodes podcast, two episodes podcast, and I did that until I did all eight episodes. So you'd have four podcasts for each two episodes. Um, and the the first season of that is actually the most listened to podcast that we've got. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. And that, that made me feel... Well, I felt good about covering the show and I really enjoyed it, but knowing, but by the time I got into like, you know, 10.45 PM on that day and I'd like, you know, I, I'd done the whole thing and I felt, you know, good about that. And then obviously, you know, took some time, people got caught up, listened to the episodes. And then about, you know, a couple of weeks to a month later, I looked at the numbers and I thought, oh, that's really paid off really well. Um, and those people were talking about it. People were really happy with it. People really enjoyed it, apart from the time thing that went on in the first season. Um, people were really enjoying it. The numbers were really high, and I thought, brilliant. I, you know, hopefully do that again in in two years. Two years later, it comes around, and not only were the podcast numbers not as I don't know if they were like specifically half or whatever. Um, I haven't like specifically compared it, um, but there there is a page in my Castos numbers that says here's your top, I think five or ten most listened to episodes, and all of those four podcasts had like cracked the top four spots. Um, things numbers have changed a little bit since then. Obviously, it's been two years, but and then I came back with the second season and did the same thing, um, and it it didn't crack like our top ten numbers. But then I I kind of started thinking, okay, why is that? Because people don't want to listen to me talk about it. Is that because people aren't talking about the show? Is that because there's something else that people are watching? Because I didn't just do the negative thing of like, oh, nobody here wants to hear me talk about it. Like that's not mm-hmm. the, you know, there's lots of different elements going on. And then as the weeks went past and we got into January, February, and I still kept promoting the episodes for a bit. I've I've stopped promoting them now. And I thought, I'm not seeing as much discussion about this. No. Um, and because I, I, I'm in like a quite a few different Netflix groups and I'm obviously we're all in our you know, online forums and all, all that kind of stuff. There just wasn't as many people talking about it. I was like, okay, is that why not as many people have listened to it? Because simply there isn't as much discussion about it. So it's it's interesting that you mentioned like second season buzz and 
that was yeah. exactly what happened. And it's, I mean, it's the same with Russian Doll this year because Russian Doll got a lot of buzz after the first season because I think people binged the whole thing. They saw it, went, that was brilliant. The second season, as I mean, I reviewed it on the podcast last week and uh, it isn't quite as good as the first season, but it's still a solid show. Right. But again, I, I think part of the problem is a lot there is less buzz because people know about the show at that point you know that people talk about the first season of a show because it's something they've discovered you know it's something they found and mm-hmm. and they want to tell everybody about it it's like you have to go and watch this it's brilliant um and then the second season rolls around and a lot more people are aware about it and i and i think that you have to switch strategies for that second season whilst dropping it as a box set for the first season works for the second season I, I actually think that you need to go to a weekly format for the second season because you, you know, and that will annoy some people because there are people like, no, I want to bridge it all at once. But I think the second season to be able to create that sustained buzz, you need to be able to drop the episodes out weekly um, mm-hmm. because it's the, it, it's how people then follow along because, you know, the first season, it's a new thing that generates groups and generates interest online. And, you know, you get people that form like, you know, little communities around that show. Yeah. So then, yeah. Whereas, so the fans are already there for the second season, you know, and you're going to get people that new people that come in and binge their way through the first one and come to the second season, but the fans are there for the second season. So if you want to continue that buzz, you need to drop the second season out weekly because then the fan communities will go on and we'll be talking about it week to week to week so i think there is a mix you can do of like dropping the first season as a box set and then dropping the second season out weekly Mm. i think you know if certainly if it's a show that maybe if it's a show that you know is going to be a hit off the bat you could just run it weekly anyway you know if if it's you using a big property you know you could have done that with witcher um with this but but if it's a show that gets buzz after you know and you're not sure about drop it as a box set if it lands drop it out weekly you know because and i think that's where you need the change to come to be Mm -hmm. able to get that marketing buzz going yeah um Mm. you know because the other thing is i forget if i've binged through an entire show in a weekend like i did with russian doll if they do come back with a third season, I'll be like, wait, what happened in the second season? Because it doesn't stick in my memory as well. Um, because I, I it, you know, it's two days out of my life rather than eight weeks out of my life, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. So it, there's, there's no time for it to sit in my brain and percolate over a length of period, you know, length of time. Um, because it's a weekend and I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. so I have much a much bigger problem remembering what happened in last seasons of shows when they're dropped as box sets and I've binged through them over a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other part of this discussion as well, obviously the, the specific content we'll be talking about, you know, they got their Stranger Things and Ozark and all this other kind of stuff. I was just thinking about, so the content that's on other platforms. So you've got Disney that's got like their, you know, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, arguably the strongest out of all of them in terms of, ip strength you know you've got like star wars marvel disney pixar really really strong brands um paramount you've kind of got your halo and obviously all your um uh star trek oh, i said star wars but your star trek um obviously you've got like what 
four Star Trek shows now? Four or five? I can't remember. Something like that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, some of them are on the way. Some are like returning, all that kind of stuff. So you got that. Um, Apple doesn't really quite have that either, but they've kind of they, they've kind of been known as like okay, they've got the Ted Lasso and they've got these these other kind of things. Um, but it's not the same kind of IP thing. Amazon, yeah, they've got like their Lord of the Rings and they've got some of their other shows as well. Um, aside from aside from like Stranger Things and a few other shows, I don't know which other what other IP necessarily like. If if you so, if you mention Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, you're like okay, you know which brand, you know like Dis- you know that's associated all with Disney Plus. Uh, or, or if you hear like announcements about films or TV from Disney, you think, okay, it's probably going to be on Disney Plus at some point. Aside from, I mean, we've mentioned Stranger Things so many times. Aside from like that and some of the shows which are ending, like an Ozark, do you think Netflix might have? I don't think this is their biggest problem, but it could be one of them that they could address. Do you think they've got an IP problem, possibly, where sort of, okay, what what brands are they known for? Um, yeah, I, I, there is a little bit of that. I mean, they have got certain big shows. I mean, this is a crown, but of course that is ending. Um, they, they've had other big shows, but I, you know, I mean, Umbrella Academy maybe, but, um, I don't know. For some reason there is a disconnect between Netflix and some of their shows as well, I think. You know, because although Umbrella Academy is a Netflix show, it, it, I don't know. There's there's something, and The Witcher is a Netflix show. There's there's sort of a disconnect between Netflix, the brand, and those properties because those properties seem to have a life of their own as well. Mm. Um, you know, I think The Crown feels like a Netflix show. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. Back in the days of sort of Orange is the New Black, it was like that's a Netflix show very much like a netflix show whereas I, I and i'm not entirely sure what it is with this other stuff but there are a number of shows that um the the I, I don't know whether it's because they all were maybe known outside of netflix um as sort of brands outside of netflix i don't know but uh yeah i i'm, I'm not sure that there are certain things that like, you know, there are there are certain series which you tie to HBO Max or you tie to Warner Brothers or you tie to I don't know the CW or something. But yes, right. there's, like there's DC, less Game of Thrones, that that type of stuff. Yes, HBO Game of Thrones. Um, and I think people get a lot more fuzzy and confused about some of the Netflix things. Hmm. Yeah, because even 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 as you just mentioned, like Umbrella Academy. And the Witcher, their shows are associated with there, but they're being adapted from books and or you could argue games mm-hmm. um, that have nothing to do with net- Netflix. Uh, because obviously you got you got the argument about like oh which which is based off the book, not the game, even though the game's also based off the book and whatever. Yeah. But n- neither the neither the book or the game because I mean the game's CD Projekt Red, they've got nothing to do with Netflix either. But um, they've obviously got like cyberpunk and stuff which also has nothing to do with netflix but um yeah so you got you have got your ip that's like okay if you say like the witcher the show or the umbrella academy you think of netflix but they they're not their ip as opposed to 
Disney who's gone and bought, you know, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. And yeah. You've got, you got these massive important characters and brands and stuff. And so. I mean, Netflix does have some IP internally and does have some yeah. big IP internally. I mean, they've got, you know, as, as well as the original actual Netflix stuff, you know, things like Stranger Things, um, you know, and like I say, The Crown is a Netflix show and that sort of stuff. Um, there are, they they do now own um, Rodal, for example. So, uh, the, the, you know, any new Rodal property is is Netflix owned and comes through Netflix, and they are working on a number of properties based on his, him. They own Miller World, so any Mark Miller adaptations, although the last one didn't go down particularly well. Um, what, what, what was the last one? Uh, it was that superhero thing, which name escapes me. Which oh, Jupiter? Kind of, uh, Jupiter's... Circle? Legacy or whatever. Legacy, Jupiter's Legacy. Yes, Jupiter's Circle was one of the other ones. That, yes, that that was them trying to do like the boys slash Justice League. Um, yes, it was, and yeah. uh, it actually wasn't that bad. It just I did... watched the first episode and I was I, I was out. <laughs> I right, it was yeah. Bad. But um, you know, aside from our opinions on it, it it didn't last. So yeah, um, yeah. But they they own that property. I mean, that is is then the I think weirdly i mean with like you say with disney they have properties which are almost as big as disney you know i mean like marvel and star wars um and you almost need netflix to have like you know like like warner brothers have dc Mm -hmm. you kind of i don't know what it would be but you sort of want netflix to buy something that is like a, a tentpole property for them you know a, a tentpole company that they could work with i mean there, there isn't really another major you know there's marvel there's dc there are other comic book brands like miller world but there you know there isn't a, another sort of big huge one that um but you you almost want them to buy something which is maybe what they've tried to do with roald dahl um but you you kind of need them to have sort of something pop culturey, you know, something that is very sort of pop culture based that is is like a temple sort of brand that they can hang on the edge of it. And I I mm. think I think that's the difference with the sort of you know the Warner things. You know, you say Warner, you think DC, you think Disney, you think Marvel, Star Wars, and with Netflix you don't. It's just Netflix. Yeah. 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 So, um, but aside from like, I just thought I'd bring up the IP thing because I was just thinking of Disney and all, all the all the brands that they've got, and obviously Warner Brothers. I mean, Warner Brothers got like Harry Potter as well, and although Fantastic yeah. Beasts isn't doing well, you still got like the game coming out and and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah. Um, but o- o- overall, with their, I think their more obvious problem is too many shows, the budget being spread too thin, because you're pumping out so much content so it's almost like again going back to the football thing you've got to kind of well, instead of you know switching off your defense or whatever um you've kind of got to start okay yeah you are still ahead of everybody else you know you still got your like your 200 odd million subscribers so they're not like i mean you could argue about you know the stock thing and that being obviously a big problem but they're still far ahead of everybody else because they've still got all their subscribers but they've got to start concentrating their content more and just look it's weird because 
you know, TV used to be this weekly sort of 23 episode thing. Like you had your 24s, you had your you know lost TV shows, and you know you'd sit down at a certain time each week for 20 something weeks. And there are still networks that still do that. You've got like ABC and CW that, that still do those kind of things. And then Netflix kind of came along and said like, hey, we're going to do this different format where you don't have to wait weekly for your, your cliffhangers. And we're going to do this this box set thing. And then that kind of became a normal thing. And then these other, other streamers came around and said, hey, no, we're going to... You don't have this like because there's a phrase that phrase that goes around called binge stress. I don't know if you've heard of that before, <laughs> where it's sort of like you look at your new show and you're like, oh, ten episodes, ten hours, and you feel that sense of being a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but you kind of got that, and then I think the others went and looked and like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go back the other way, um, or even do things a little bit differently, like Hulu did them, where it's like, hey, we're gonna drop three episodes. And then the rest weekly, Apple started doing that, and yeah. Amazon kind of changed a bit and started doing that. Um, but yeah, you got you got to start kind of making less things. And it, it, if you have got whether it's the twenty billion or whatever they're going to be pumping out each year to the content, just, you just got got to start concentrating it more. Mm-hmm. And the thing that will help them with that is because you could argue, okay, why do they have so much trouble with promoting all their stuff? It's because they've just got too much of it. Um, because, uh, like as we've said, the, these fifty shows a month, or how how many they add, you've just got too many things to promote. So if you calm that down, and you start making more prestige, you know, um, appointment TV stuff, and wh- whether you're going to put them out weekly or box set, and then you can actually say, hey, no, we've got these like five or six maybe things we want to promote to, and you can do that more effectively as opposed to fifty. Um, but. That's ultimately what they're gonna kind of do. I don't know if they're going to or do something similar, but well, um, there is some restructuring going on at the in regards to the marketing because literally yesterday, although it's a weird way of doing it, um, yesterday they fired. Um, do you know the uh, Tudum platform, which is the, the, you know, I, the I don't know what that actually is though. Um, it, it is a website which is designed to promote shows on netflix um but again that kind of failed to sort of okay. promote that as being a place for people to go and it, the idea was that it would have a lot of behind the scenes sort of bits and pieces and stuff and there was some interesting content on there but they went all out building that and uh it's only been up what six months or so and a few months ago uh, and when they set it up they went through and they hired a bunch of really good writers uh, very diverse from sort of you know uh, making sure they include women uh, you know, women people from different backgrounds mm-hmm. um you know they got a really good high-end you know very well qualified bunch of people with that uh and set up this this platform which is kind of interesting behind the scenes stuff more information about the shows uh they called it netflix to dumb um they it's sort of this online magazine thing that they run uh they didn't promote it particularly well and uh literally I... yesterday they fired almost all the staff um Okay. without any real warning uh, and they're saying that they're not getting rid of to dumb completely but they've uh, that seems to be their solution is they're restructuring the marketing department and have decided that they don't need all these people and like you know they they yeah seven months basically some of the people there's a load of the writers actually on twitter sort of saying yeah i was employed seven months ago for the setup of to dumb and they've just laid us all off so so 
you have a streaming service which has too much content and then you have your social media platforms. So you've got Instagram and well, YouTube's not really social media, but that's where you can put trailers up so people can see things. Then Twitter and Twitter and Facebook and all this other stuff so that you can promote stuff, which is the way that all the other brands do things. Then you make a website called so it's what Netflix to dot com or something. Um so then you make that and then you uh, don't use you don't I'm use ju- that it's... properly. And because yeah. I I I heard I I'd, I'd heard of the like to dumb thing I didn't know what it actually was. Um, I wonder how ever, how many other people don't know what that is. So you make that to promote your content, which also doesn't work because you didn't tell enough of your audience that you were using this. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, yeah uh, yeah yeah. So yeah, you you make a different platform so you can promote your content in a different way, but then you don't tell your audience that you've made the platform to promote the content. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, so the, there's that. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, mm, Netflix.com. That, that's, that's a mistake. It is Netflix.com forward slash Tudum. Uh, T-U-D-U-M is the, uh, the, the site for that if you want to go and take a look right. at it. And there the is some interesting thing, stuff. It? Yeah. Yes, it's because it's the intro thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, and there is some interesting stuff on there you know it is a useful website for you know bits and pieces of sort of extra stuff relating to various netflix shows but like you say they didn't promote it particularly um and i mean one of the other things is why are people turning away from netflix at this point as well you know uh and and the various things that they this is the one of the strategies that they're looking at yeah, we talk about sort of moving forward. As I say, they need to sort the marketing out, but their first act appears to be taking one of the things they set up only a few months ago and firing all the staff. Um, there are other things that they've come out with, uh, are like, you know, they're already losing subscribers, so now they're talking about launching, uh, cracking down on password sharing. Uh, so, uh, you know, which has upset a bunch of people. Is that really know, necessary? No, I, I mean, certainly a lot of the other streaming subscribers. I mean, I think it was the HBO Max guy saying, yeah, that's not really a problem, <laughs> you know, for us anyway. So, uh, right. you know, that that seems like overkill to be cracking down on the password sharing. They've also upped the um, subscription charge, you know, because if you want to get the uhd subscription because you know they this is the other thing as well is they i don't they charge... understand that sd basic subscription i don't understand why that's yeah in sd well there's that's the thing the the basic subscription is an sd then there's a mid subscription which is an hd and then there's a top end subscription which is in uh uhd and yes you can watch on more platforms at the same time with each version of the subscription but if you want the uhd because you watch it on tv at home you have to pay the highest level of subscription. And regardless of the fact that I only ever watch it because there's only me, I only watch it on one platform at a time. Mm-hmm. So, but but if I want the UHD subscription, I've got to pay more money for it, which seems stupid um, because it makes Netflix literally twice as expensive as, as its nearest competitor for me. Now, and, and I, you know, whilst I will pay for it, but we were talking about this on our show uh, on, on Geek Town Radio and, like Bex did make the comment of like, well, um, 
for her, she always watches either on a laptop or a pad or you know her phone. So she'd never get the UHD subscription anyway. So it actually doesn't matter that the low end subscription is UHD or you know it, it's it's SD anyway because she's only watching in like lower definition. But it, that just seems a bit of a kind of fu to people that want to be able to watch it on a big screen TV that they, you know, they can't, that they're forcing them to pay more for it to get the best quality. They just, it seems like a really odd thing to do in 2022 to charge more for the quality of the stream. Because mm. it should be, I, I get charging more for allowing you to use it on multiple devices, you know, because if you've got a bigger family, you want to charge them more so they can watch on like four devices at once. But to to tie that to the quality of the stream as well seems a bit stupid. So there's that. And also that top tier, they've now doubled in price from what it used to be, because it used to be like $7.99 and now it's um, $15.99, I think, or $14.99. So there's that. Um, they're also talking about adding a lower end stream, which is going to be advertising and they've said that you know and maybe that's an idea but i the idea of putting advertising on anything that isn't free bothers me you know i don't mind i don't mind adverts if i'm not paying for it you yeah. know yeah now started doing that with some of their shows yeah and and i mean they do it on if you can put like a skippable ad like on the start of amazon um but it's yeah, an ad for the show yeah. on yeah, they have trailers. So, but it's a skippable trailer. And Apple do it. I mean, there's a skippable trailer at the start. But it's they're, they're skippable trailers, not advertising. And if you're actually putting advertising on there, and if they make that non-skippable, that's a problem. So it depends how that's implemented. Um, and if they're charging less for it, well, okay. But I, I, my argument would be if you are putting advertising on it, if it's non-skippable advertising, then I shouldn't be paying anything for it. Hmm. which is how peacock operates in the u.s they have a um they, they have a completely free version of their streaming service and they have enhancements on a paid version which takes the advertising out but they have you know if you're going to put advertising you shouldn't be charging for it yeah as long as they don't start doing what youtube does which is where you're you're listening to like a discussion or something and somebody's about to make a really good point and in your bottom right corner it says ads in five four, <laughs> and I'm like, no <laughs> And it li- yeah. literally, sometimes on YouTube, I'll be because um, I watch like John Campier show and some other stuff, and somebody will like take a breath. They'll be about to make a point, like literally on that second, and it will go ad like that, and it'll be really badly timed. Uh... So like, imagine if you've got a scene or something where like somebody's taunting somebody and say, "Hey, I'm going to shoot you," and then they they point the gun up, they take the safety thing off, and it says like two one, and then it cuts to an ad. I was like, um, obviously, you wouldn't you wouldn't really do that, but um, I mean, with that, so that that de- that depends with because I don't because th- you mentioned Apple and Amazon. I don't think they do that if you've got a next episode coming up. They just go straight through, don't they? I think usually, mm-hmm. um, like if I've got like cause, like with me with Foundation at the moment, I've got like five or six episodes left, and then if I'm loading the next episode, it just goes straight through. Um. I suppose because you, yeah. One thing you don't really want with a service like that is ads during the like, episode, like ad breaks. Yes. Um, 
I suppose it, again, it depends where you fit them. And I, you know, with Beck, what Beck said, I think she said something about as you're browsing the platform, if you've got ads on the sides and stuff, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, or if you've got ads between, you know, you know, the blocks where you're scrolling down and you scroll past, yeah, an ad like block or something, because I think YouTube kind of does that with their with their desktop platform version. Yeah. Uh, and websites do that type of stuff as well. So, um, but yeah, if you have like a five second ad for something when you start your session maybe mm-hmm. um i don't know that's again that's a slippery kind of slope and yeah, you're still paying it, for it and yeah yeah it does depend how much that ad that tier is uh, and how intrusive the ads yeah, are i mean there is a way of doing it but um so yeah i mean the problem is that there is so much competition now and I think it comes back to what you said right at the very beginning, which is they got complacent. They got complacent. Yeah, there was all these, they got way too comfortable. And there is all these other platforms that are out there now, which have, as we've said, you know, the problem is that you've got Disney that has a huge, a couple of huge IPs. Actually. In fact, like, you know, not only Star Wars and Marvel, but Pixar and all the other stuff. And, you know, and internationally Fox. they have, uh, all the Hulu shows and all the FX shows and all Fox and, you know, so there is so much content on that uh, from big brands. You've got Amazon, which has the advantage that it isn't just the streaming service. A lot of people happen to have Amazon Prime because they buy a lot of stuff off Amazon. They don't buy it for the TV. They buy it for the free shipping. There are quite a lot of people mm-hmm. I know that actually got it for the free shipping. and was like, oh, I've got access to that now. So, yeah, you've got a whole streaming service as well. Yeah, so. you've got a whole streaming service and access to a bunch of like music as well. So they have got a bunch of additional services uh, as well as having some decent IP on there. You know, I mean, they've got the Lord of the Rings thing coming. They've got well-known names like Reacher and they've got Jack Ryan and, you know, and the boys and other things you know they they've got quite a lot of decent ip on there as well but the advantage i think they have is a lot of people just have it because it's like the advantage from amazon's point of view um apple has the advantage that a lot of people have just got happened to have apple subscriptions because they bought an apple product and yeah, this is what they've got yeah, which is how a lot of people ended up like watching stuff on Apple and ended up going pay for it. Plus, it has the advantage that the service is only four ninety nine, so it's not like a huge amount of money to be able to pay, mm-hmm. and you can turn it off and on as you want. One one of the interesting things with Apple is not only because there's two different types of trials you can get, and they're both for really long times as well. Because when mm-hmm. I got my iPhone two and a bit years ago, and it said, "Oh, you've got a year's free," and most of the time mm-hmm. with, with like free trials of stuff it's usually either like a week or a month that's, that's yeah. typically how long a trial is but an entire year and i thought because at that time i'd kind of not really paid much interest or attention to apple admittedly and then i went on there and i started you know picking up some shows and realized how good it was and then that ran out and i did start paying for it for about a month or so and then there was the day that came around i got my ps5 and i didn't know about this deal either and I thought, oh, I'll just, I don't know if I'll, because I, I kind of use my, my Xbox to, like, stream all my content and stuff. But I thought, hey, you know, f- just for f- future convenience, I'll go and sign myself into YouTube and Netflix and, you know, all, all these things. And I went to sign myself my, myself into to Apple and it said, oh, with your, like, new PS5, you've got six months. 
so and I don't expect all the other streamers to offer a year on one thing and then six months on another. That's like a, a lot of a lot of uh, a trial uh, period. Yeah, but um, they've got kind of that advantage, admittedly, as well. So yeah, and now TV has the advantage, and certainly for us in the UK, of the fact that it's basically all of Sky's content for like you know a third of the price. So you know that they. they different streamers have different things going for them but the important thing being in almost every single case they're an all an awful lot less money than netflix is mm-hmm. um you know when you're in a situation where as i say if you i mean netflix what well, i don't know what the basic package is but it's probably what 799 11 pound yeah yeah so you know all of the other streamers generally are cheaper um and certainly and that's if you want just like you know your standard definition like basic package if you want like if you're watching on tv and want like high definition or your ultra high definition you're paying like three times the price of you would for say an apple tv subscription so hmm. yeah so um anyway i think that's most of the stuff we wanted to cover um netflix isn't in trouble i've seen some exaggerated youtube videos and articles where it's like netflix is gonna die and it's like okay calm yeah down. no C- no calm down <laughs> yeah no um, it's not that but there are yeah. there are problems that they need to sort out and i i'm not convinced with the way that they're like i say like firing one of your marketing teams um or consolidating one of your marketing teams for a service that you set up like seven months ago, seems like a weird way of going about it and upping your subscription prices at a time when there is a cost of living crisis and people are trying to pare down the amount of money that they're spending. And this yeah, is a frivolity yeah. that they could get rid of, you know, mm-hmm. because it doesn't have the extra advantages of, you know, firstly being cheaper of something like Disney plus and also Disney has a lot more content. I think that people, you know, and it's adding more content like monthly. Um, and it doesn't have the advantage of Amazon of having a bunch of other services available as well as just happening to have a TV streaming service on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, overall that they're, they're not in trouble. They're not dying. They're not dead, but they need no. to be careful. I think be, be careful is the, is the, it might put out there. It might be the warning shot that wakes them up to actually make some change, which ultimately could be a good thing. Yeah, they kind of fell asleep a bit. They they, yeah. they joined the E4 crew and they got drunk in in spinning chairs. <laughs> yes. Um, not in scheduling problem, but in, in in other problems. Uh, but somebody needs to just uh, you know, go wake them up and uh, tell them like, hey, you got some you got some good things going for you, but uh, you just need to to make some tweaks, make some adjustments. I think and. Yeah. Maybe maybe make some less shows, concentrate them more, and maybe take your prices down a little bit. So yeah, yeah. but hey, I've at, at the moment because um, I just wanted to kind of finish this off with. Uh, so I've got well, apart from probably dozens and dozens of shows, the ones that are on my next up kind of thing. Uh, Russian Doll season two, I've got to go through, um, and the, the Pop Stopper show. And it was also at, at some point, I even need to restart Ozark or continue from season two because my, my next episode is season two, episode one. But that's a show I'd like to go through. Yeah. Uh, those are my next kind. Of, I've got like other little things like Archer and the, the DC superhero girls thing, which have they again they've got nothing to do with Netflix. They just happen to be on there. But uh, those are two shows that I want to watch. But uh, yeah, Ozark at some point. 
Um, and then for me, the Heartstopper and Russian Doll. Uh, what, what do you kind of got next on Netflix to watch? Uh, yeah, I've done Russian Doll. Obviously, we're going through Black Cold Soul, which isn't their show, but it is on Netflix in the UK. <laughs> um, there's Anatomy of a Scandal, which I've been told is quite good. So then maybe, maybe watch that. But then, of course, I mean, Stranger Things next month and Umbrella Academy in June. Um, we've got this Man vs. B, which is the Rowan Atkinson thing coming up. That's June uh, as well, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. that's June as well. <laughs> Everything is this year. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, I, there's the final season of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, which I might go and start watching because I haven't seen any of that yet. I'm on so the I'm, third season, I think. Yeah. So. so, I mean, there is there are bits and pieces coming up. We've got no later dates after July so far, but uh, yeah. So the, there, there are bits and pieces, you know. And I mean... I'm not getting rid of my Netflix subscription because I can't really do that because I kind of need it for work right now. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's certainly if I was looking to save money, that is probably the one that I would l- be prepared to lose out of all of them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's what we've got for you for this episode. David, thank you for joining me today. You're um, welcome. I meant to mention this at the start, actually. Um, I did ask Gray if he could... Uh, join us for this episode because he obviously is a tv watcher and all that type of stuff uh the reason he couldn't show up is because it's his birthday so it is his birthday go and wish a great happy birthday you can do that by following or uh, looking for him uh gray the geek at gray the geek on uh twitter that's gray with an a so go and look for him over there go and wish him a happy birthday and give him a follow while you're there as well uh so um i think that's a reasonable reason why he can't be here yeah i expect him to, to force himself to be here on his birthday so uh, go and wish him a happy birthday and uh, we'll um, join him soon for, for some other stuff. Me and him have been talking about a show that we might cover. So look out for that at some point. I still have to go and watch the show that we mentioned. But um, yeah, there's that. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, games, films, May Night podcasts and take a look at all that. Uh, the next May Night game is on Monday against brentford there's only three painful games left of the season before we can go and rebuild uh, but go and check all that out uh, you can find us as well on your favorite podcast platforms by searching for entertainment talk uh, for all that type of stuff uh, if you'd like to write in let us know what you're watching on netflix have you gotten rid of the service have you kept it um what do you think of their strategy is there anything that you kind of learned here that you didn't know about um because i like i said i'd forgotten about the to dumb thing because they don't talk about it uh but let us know your thoughts and feelings on netflix have you got rid of it are you going to keep it what do you think they should do etc etc uh you can write in let us know what you think matthewentertainmenttalk.org uh twitter etalkuk there's a contact page and information in your show notes there's also a big email box uh, you can't miss it unless you scroll too uh, too fast. Uh, there's a big email box on the website version of the episode. You can use that as well. And a clickable email name. Just some different options as to how to get in touch. Uh, so there's that. If you'd like to support us through other ways, apart from just listening to the episodes, you can also tell other people about what we're doing, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, and tell them that way as well so tell them about the content that we're doing you can also if you'd like to support us through patreon there's the one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options um so there's all that speaking of tv and film news which obviously we've spoken about here david what's going on with geek town uh well at the moment we are heading into uh what we call the bloodbath period which is <laughs> when uh things start to get cancelled or renewed uh cw first out the gate really with uh, this year with uh cancelling both batwoman and legends of tomorrow so the arrowverse is, is slowly dwindling um it, it's almost coming to an end of all looks of things so there is uh those 
kind of gone but there will be mo- many more cancellations coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks i would imagine as we head towards the upfronts which are in the start of may mm-hmm. so keep an eye on the website for that uh, geek Town radio this week bex was on so we uh, had a chat about a bunch of the things that she's been doing recently. She's been out at gaming festivals across the UK, including OLL and uh, Format GG and Insomnia Gaming Festival, which was in Birmingham, which I went over and saw her at. And she was on the main doing a live version of their uh, Twitch stream. So we talked all about that. Plus, she reviewed Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Uh, I gave, And we both gave a review of uh, The Batman. I talked about Russian Doll Season 2 on that episode. So uh, it's a really fun episode to do. There's lots of stuff on there. And that's Geek Town Radio episode 340. You can go and find that on geektown.co.uk and on your favourite pl- pod, uh, podcast platforms as well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix and cancellations, which they've been doing a bunch of, uh, they got rid of Raising Dion, didn't they? Yes, uh, they got rid of da- Raising Dion. I did make the joke that maybe said they should replace the Dadum with Queens, another one bites the dust. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they got rid of Raising Dion and they've got rid of Space Force after two seasons as well. So again, this is what I was saying about the fact that, you know, those difficult second seasons, they yeah. they struggle with them. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm glad I hadn't started Raising Dion season two because I was going to, and then I watched something else. So yeah, uh, that's some time saved there. Uh, anyway, yeah. find all that information geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, the episodes for Geektown Radio are on Tuesdays. So look out for those. Uh, Bex, as we mentioned there, you can follow her on various different platforms by searching for Trista B Y T E S, either Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram. Obviously, Twitch for her Twitch streams, which are all good fun and everything. So go and check her out over there. Gray, as we mentioned, go and follow him at Gray the Geek on uh, Twitter. He's tweeting about different stuff and go and say happy birthday over there uh, for me you can follow me on twitch as well at etalkuk for my different gaming streams i've done now three episodes of the rebooted uh, fifa career mode it's actually going very well uh, so uh, you can check out that out over there um i will put the third episode up on youtube later um i just gotta press the export button and go from there but you can find those um archived twitch streams or the game clips there's a lot of game clips over there you can find those by looking for entertainment talk plays over on youtube thanks very much for listening and we will catch you next time goodbye bye